0: We've heard more than enough about travel chaos in the past 18 months on this program, many other programs here at CKNW, from winter storms to COVID travel chaos. Canadians uh, witnessed a giant hole when it comes to consumer protection. No matter how long Canadians waited or tried to deal with flight cancellations, it was nearly impossible to collect compensation from airlines. We heard so many complaints uh, on our open line when it come when it came to uh, you know weather related uh, stoppages or, or COVID-related, uh, and people received absolutely no compensation. Well, today the government admitted as such, saying the past 18 months exposed gaps in the Liberals' passenger rights charter and that airlines in this country frequently use safety as the reason for last-minute cancellations and delays, uh, saving them from having to pay, get this compensation uh, to customers. Here is Transport Minister Omar al gabra talking about that great great difference between what consumers want and what airlines are providing there's a significant imbalance in power here between airlines and their customers where customers could suffer considerable consequences if a service they purchased was not delivered properly there is a role for government to fix this imbalance and help ensure that passengers are protected (sighs) That was Transport Minister Omar al gabra speaking a few hours ago or earlier today. Joining me now is Gabor Lukacs, president and founder of the Air Passenger Rights Group. Gabor, thank you for joining us today.
1: Good afternoon. Good evening.
0: Uh, good afternoon to you. Uh, first and foremost, your thoughts on this announcement. Does this go far enough in your mind?
1: Unfortunately... Uh, The question is itself somewhat uh, ambiguous because you would say something doesn't go far enough if it at least goes in the right direction. However, in this case, when you look at actually what is in the bill, the government is weakening passenger protection instead of protecting passengers. The government said all the right things at the press conference, just that what the government said has nothing to do with what is in the bill. The bill actually perpetuates the... Require for safety reasons loophole. Mm-hmm. It creates additional loopholes for airlines to avoid paying Fines when they are called breaking the law and imposes on passengers a kangaroo court-like process Which is secretive and not based on evidence To determine whether they are owed compensation when the airline refuses to pay
0: uh, there has been talk that uh, the European model, um, European passenger rights standards, uh, is the direction that we should have headed in. Uh, what do you say to that comment, that, that that those standards that they have in Europe are significantly tougher, d- demand greater accountability, and that's the model we should be emulating?
1: I, that's something that I've been saying for Uh, the past 15 years that we should follow the European model. Unfortunately, what the government puts forward has nothing to do with the European model other than paying lip service to it. In
0: in regards to that model, could you enlighten our audience, myself, a little bit in regards to what they, uh, uh, certainly the rights that passengers have in Europe compared to, uh, let's say, here in Canada?
1: In Europe, uh, when a flight is delayed or canceled, you're always getting meals and accommodation, regardless of the reasons. You can also get a refund, regardless of the reasons for the cancellation or delay. Uh, When you uh, um, are delayed or canceled, you're also generally owed compensation unless it was caused by extraordinary circumstances, which are truly rare occasions like a volcanic eruption, an act of terrorism, sabotage, and so on. In Canada, however, we do have a system where the government allows airlines to not pay compensation to passengers when the, government, when the airline argues that the cancellation or delay was due to uh, safety reasons, like when the aircraft had an oil leak, for example. Of course, you cannot take off with a leaking oil at the same time. Uh, you uh,
0: in Europe, the airline would be required to pay compensation, but not in Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, and why do you think that is? is? Is it just a case of will, or is it a, qu- a case of look? It's more expensive to operate in Canada. We have a, a huge physical distance to fly, a small population base. Uh, what is the reasoning by uh, by the lack for, for our lack of will when it comes to our elected officials demanding this compared to Europe?
1: It is lack of will. It is in lack of will, we are. We are you know, uh, I certainly would not suggest making airlines pay passengers compensation if there is a snowstorm. But when it comes to maintenance of aircraft, ensuring that aircraft are in a good shape, that you have sufficient crew, all these are uh, decisions that the business has to control and has control over it. So I have no uh, uh, calm to say that, that that Canada should just follow the European regime, which has been tested and it works. Mm-hmm.
0: Is it any better in the United States?
1: The United States has a very different model. Uh, they don't have a, a European-style passenger protection regime per se, but they do have very stringent enforcement of those rules that they do have. So, for example, in, during the pandemic, while Canada was giving airlines a pat on the back for stealing passengers' money when flights were canceled and airlines just pocketed passengers' money for canceled flights, the uh, U.S. Department of Transportation issued Air Canada. Their record fine, and uh, it was taking a very strong stance on ensuring that people get back their money. So uh, there's a very different attitude to enforcement
0: to begin with, south of the border. Mm-hmm. Uh, any sense from you how long it, do you think it's going to take to get through all these complaints that uh, that the um, Canadian Transportation Agency has received? I mean, I think it's forty-five thousand, um, and that tally is tripled from a year ago. Uh, and it could take up to 18 months for some of these cases to be to, 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 to be finalized. And any sense from you as to how long this will take now?
1: I, I'm not sure, and I'm quite concerned by the new process that the government is trying to introduce, which is going to be a kind of kangaroo court uh, based on just information, not even evidence, uh, a secretive process without all the transparency of that the open court principle would provide that that, you know, you as a reporter would normally be able to have access to documents, but uh, now, with, if this legislation passes as is, then you would not be able to scrutinize how the agency is doing its work, how uh, well-founded or ill-founded decisions to award or deny compensation by the government to passengers are. So, um, in in that type of kangaroo court process, uh, whether they will just decide to dump so many complaints and and with some administrative niceties just dismiss them to clear the backlog it's quite possible and um and I, I i'm not holding my breath about it i expect they may try to be fast just to be able to show some results but
0: uh the quality of the decision making may quite heavily suffer uh, I'm curious, Kevin, my final question to you, uh, under under the current rules, uh, a passenger is entitled uh, to between 125 and and $1,000 in compensation for a three-hour or more delay uh, uh, or because of a cancellation made within 14 days of the scheduled departure. Any idea uh, how often this is paid out? Have you any uh, understanding in regards to the numbers, the amount of dollars that have actually been paid out by the airline industry in regards to that maximum?
1: No, unfortunately, we don't have any data on that. That's something the airlines keep for themselves.
0: Gabriel, thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it today.
1: Thank you very much for having me.